Welcome, everybody, to the Lakeland Sports Guys. Chris Cox, Tom Carroll, and the coach, Dan Spivey, joining us here back at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood on this Monday, the 22nd of May, last week of school, if I'm correct. Uh, Congrats to the class of 2023, wherever you may be. We wish you guys all the best in future endeavors to go along with all of that. But glad to be back here at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood, where today's special is a cheeseburger special. Go along with that. You get a drink and uh, fries on top of that uh, you can also take any one of the other sides that are there for that matter if you want chips or uh, the uh, potato salad I think they got a fruit cup as well they so Pasta yeah. salad. Pasta, yeah. pasta salad. salad. So they got, well, they got a lot of choices to choose from here. Yep. What did you do? Did you go back to your 52? I went back to the 52 today. Can't be. Yeah. 52s. <laughs> After two weeks, I know I had to have the 52. So when I you go know. up there, ask the girls for a Tom Carroll special number 52. <laughs> That'll they'll, they'll be glad to help you out with all of that. But uh, glad to be back here in South Carolina. From uh, I spent, what, a week in South Dakota and, the and made my way back. So. Yep. Uh, lots of fun, but my daughter and her family, uh, my grandsons uh, and my son-in-law all back here on the East Coast once again, and um, they're going to be with us for a couple of weeks, so glad to have them, uh, you know, terrorizing my house, but uh, I love it. I love it. A lot of fun having Spoken those Spoken like a granddad. Spoken like a true granddad. Well, we're right to state now, Chris, and we'll check with him in two weeks. No, I could tell last night when he texted me, because he was like, I'm working on tomorrow, and I was like, I wonder what he's doing tomorrow. We hadn't thought about a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, are we doing a podcast? He says, yes, it are with you. And I was like, sure. Because <laughs> poor Jim, we had poor Jim worried to death. Yeah. He thought yeah. he was going to have to figure another way. Because he said, I can do it at 4 o'clock at Howard's. I was like, I don't think he's going to let us do it at 4. But anyway. <laughs> well, but anyway, I'm, a big thanks to Jim still. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we, while Tom was traveling around up in the Dakotas, we was traveling around in Greenwood. <laughs> So, yeah, I appreciate all the effort that he put into going ahead and getting all that in. And then the interview he had with Mike Vaughn uh, was dynamite as it well. Was. I wish him the best in future endeavors, too. That's 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 going to be big uh, wherever he ends up. Like going. you said, Mike's a good local kid. It, it sticks with it and stays with Greenwood. He's a guy I hope we get on, uh, especially when, when it comes time to talk, like football, when it comes to rolls around. And I think you got a really good point when you texted that day and you said, I think this could be a really good high school baseball tandem. Talking about Jim Steele and Mike Vaughn, um, the most nerdier stuff. And I was like, I was very impressed. It's, I, I, for one, I'm a Mickey Plyler guy. I'm not a Tiger by no means. I'm a Gamecock. But great show that they put on. And Mike Vaughn, I went back and looked at it. I didn't realize he's one of four producers for that show, for that for the Mickey Plyler show. I was like, good gracious. And there's only one Tom Carroll that produces everything. <laughs> no wonder the man's so tired. But anyway, that it was a really good interview. And if you get a chance to go back and look at it, it's, it's uh, what, segment two segment of segment Friday's two. show. And uh, like I said, it's Mike Vaughn and Mickey Plyler and, and our own Jim Steele. So. And Jim nodded out of park as usual. He knows his high school baseball. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, but I, I appreciate him. Because I kind of threw this at him, like, what, a week before right. he decided oh. I was going to yeah. go. Um, and, and he did a great job with all that and firing it up and keeping it running and going, particularly uh, right around spring ball. You want you want to know what's going on, and he, he has the inside scoop to get us there. So, Like I said, he, he asked me one day, he's like, who do you want? I said, who can you get? He said, I said, I said, I'm not trying to take from your coaches here, which is his podcast, but so it just it, we were joking. He was running on late on Friday, on Thursday as usual. But anyway, so me and Stan was out there in the rain like we did spring game last year, waiting inside if we want to go up and see if the gates are locked or what. And as he comes up, so he says, hey, man, what if I can grab a Sparky? I said, grab him. <laughs> you know? And then, like I said, we had Sparky on. I was doing an interview with Sparky, and Jim's over there, and Coach Liner comes in and grabs him up like that. And I said, like, said, <laughs> and Coach, Liner, Coach Liner ran right out of the room. Yeah, he didn't want any so, part of No, he, he got out of there. He just brought Jim the PA stuff, and Jim did do the PA for the spring game. So, And it was a really good crowd. It was. That's one thing I will say. That's what Greenwood does. They they show they showed up and they showed out because it for a spring game it was almost like a first game stand. Yep, it, it was, was really almost like a first game crowd that you would have. They even had the concession stand open. It was open. Yeah, good. Not it's like hot. Eastside. Not like Eastside. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was it was a warm afternoon. That's for sure. But yep. uh, let's talk about the spring game because this concluded what about three weeks of of spring practice. Uh, guys out there hitting each other and going at it and, and running uh, a whole new offense. And what did you guys think of it first off and foremost? I mean, it, to me, it was weird and a little different watching that. <laughs> 
I, I, I'll agree with you with what you said because it was almost like I was watching a different team. Um, growing up with the Willis Burkett, and I know Coach Liners from that, that same pedigree as the rest of us are, but um, I also think that he realized there was a need to change a little something around. Don't don't ever think that he's not going to put that in his pocket and he's not going to use those plays near the goal line that we used to oh, see yeah. all the time. It, it, that's going to be a part of it. But I think I think for the most part, people like this West Coast style. You know, I'm an offensive guy. You y'all, you like defenses, and so I mean I think it's, I like it. And I, like I said, we saw three or four different guys that will have a chance, chance. to compete. Um, we saw two of them. We actually saw three yeah. um, play quarterback. You know, Jay Duncan and and um, Tristan. Lewis, Lewis and, and Pumpkin, Pumpkin Chamberlain. Yeah. I can't say his first name, Pumpkin, so you just Pumpkin, buddy. <laughs> Who's also a fantabulous defensive player. But some of the guys, like I told you, Tom, Mike Holloway stepped up. He's going to have a really big year. Uh, Seaborn played really well at different positions that he's both not used Seaborns. to playing. Yeah, yeah both. where they're not used to playing. Um, Romaine running the football, 32, and then 33 um, – Dallas yeah. Rapley on deep. Marion Romaine and, yeah, yeah, Dallas Rapley. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, every year we have to learn new names at Greenwood anyway. So, I mean, that gives us a start until that's just a practice roster. But <laughs> but I was more impressed, Stan, and Tom, you alluded to it also. If you look to your right, right hand there, there's a bunch of boys that were at track tournament and that were playing baseball that were not playing. And it's a, it's a good list because that's All mainly the, from injury. the yeah. offensive line. Yeah, yeah. and it – the, the offense impressed me with, with what they were, have been able to accomplish in such a short period of time. Uh, we saw very little of the offensive playbook. I mean, we might have seen 25% of it, but um, – I thought you were going to say 2%. They, <laughs> we saw and, nothing in the playbook. And, and the defense, I think we, we saw more guys on the defensive side of the ball that we're going to be calling their names and numbers first game. We are. Uh, those 11 that started in the ones versus ones, uh, I don't see too many maybe changes in that. You might have one or two come fall camp, but the defense is going to be pretty much set, especially at the DBs, the linebackers. Those guys looked great. Um, offensively, there's still a few question marks, and I think most of those are going to be on our offensive line. But a lot of our offensive linemen were, like you were saying, they were either recovering from injuries or running track, playing baseball. So we've got some more athletes that are coming. Uh, with Chris going to seven, I think it is, seven on sevens this summer, that passing game is going to just grow by leaps and bounds. We saw some receivers make some really good catches. We did. And then we saw some guys that said, wait a minute, was that the right route I ran? <laughs> you and you're going to have that with but, the new And you're going to have that with a new offense. And so we kind of take it with a grain of salt. The, the first half was really entertaining, uh, a lot of new stuff, some trying to learn names and putting numbers with names. And, and now we got this roster, and I'll guarantee you that will not be the same roster that yeah, we have. Yeah, don't even look come. at it. Man. Yeah, we might as well shred <laughs> that one when you go home tonight. Well, you've got some uh, of the younger kids that were on the JV that have stepped up, that have, have made the right. impact. And these are the, the freshmen that last year we had kept hearing about and yep. how good they were. And that, you know, if it was anywhere else, they probably would have been, been on the If it would have been a 3A, 2A, or a 1A school, they would have yeah, been starting. Carter's right. And we did have one or two that should have been playing JV last year, but due to their prowess, I guess you could say, or what, or <laughs> a need, were brought up to the varsity and played well. Mm -hmm. um, so we look for those guys to be even better this year. And for the JV, you know, now it's time. It's real. Uh, they get to see last night or Thursday night, whenever it was, the speed of the game at the varsity level. And uh, so now they've had a little taste of it. So what I like seeing when I went to the practices I went to was watching the competitions between yeah. them, watching the excitement, watching uh, the energy that is at practice right now. It was there last year, yeah. but this has gone up a new level. Well, and I think we saw a lot of coaching, individual coaching, and that, that you maybe don't see every year. The, the guys are just kind of grouped and the coaches just standing over there. But uh, going to this new offense, uh, I think there was some tweaking that needed to be done with some ball players. And the coaches took them aside and said, look, what did you see? Why did you do this? Why did you do – don't you know you leave with your left foot, not your right <laughs> kind of thing? And, uh, and, and that's, that's kind of what Tom Butler had said. Yeah. Yeah. We were young yeah. and we're going to make yeah. some mistakes here and there. Yeah. 
So. I think it's expected. I think it's just a spring game. Yeah. I mean, we were lucky to get to see it. Tell you another guy that impressed me is number three, Caleb Burton. Um, yeah. Especially on that defensive side because, you know, he played quarterback last year. And like I said, all these boys want to go play defense. And he he really showed out in that game. I mean, you had well, a couple he, guys. He did, really but showed. he also lined up at a slot receiver. He did, yeah. And with the speed and, that and he's got. Ball. And with the speed that he's got, you know, uh, that might be one of your two-way players. That was a different – that was different for me because we saw a lot of passes last year that weren't crisp. This yeah. year they were – in that spring game, they were crisp. They yeah. were on that mark, and those guys made the catches. I mean, you had a couple of drops, but, I mean, yeah. for a spring game, you've only been practicing a couple of weeks anyway. I was impressed. Like I said, every one of those guys that played quarterback, they deserve to have another shot back in there. And I tell you, this summer is going to be a competition of these, these seven-on-sevens. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be fun. Uh, you've mainly got a two, two-person two race between uh, – uh, Pumpkin Chamberlain and also Tristan Lewis. And, yep. uh, you can you can go ahead and you can you can throw in the uh, the third guy and and that being Jay Duncan uh, as a possibility that is there. But Jay to me was probably more of the bigger athlete that was out there, and I, I'm just gonna say all around he probably was one of the better athletes. That played both ways. And that's why I'm not I'm not ready to give it to anybody yet. I mean, I, I, I'm a guy that likes experienced guys that have played that position before. And for me, it's Pumpkin Chamberlain. Um, Tristan's getting his shot. And like I said, I just like get, I want to see Jay Duncan get the same shot. And whoever comes out, here's the deal. We don't have a preference either way. We just want a good quarterback competition and the best man wins. And you come out because if, if the best man wins, Greenwood football wins, especially offensively. Well, if you want to go back two, three years ago before Chris got – to Greenwood High, um, when he, Chris Liner, was the coach for the Lawrence Raiders. Yep. And you go back and you look at the quarterback he had back then, you look at the size of the running back and the line that he had back then, um, it took him a while, and they had a lot of problems before Chris got there. Chris had to f- kind of figure out how to get all those guys to come out to play. But once he did, that offense beat Greenwood, what, twice? Two oh, years in a row. For the region championship. And the quarterback's playing in college. So. Yeah. So that's what you're looking at with this new offense. I think he, he saw that the, you know these guys want to kind of go this way. And he even said, what, at the end of last year, he said, last year, yeah. I'm not sure, but I think this is the right way we're, we're, in, we're, we're probably going to end up going. Um, but you know, as everybody knows, you play to the ability and the offense of the, of the players that you've got. But I think that's one thing where Chris had that insight of seeing the, those JV players. And those JV games where we may have seen one JV game, he probably saw all of them. He talked to those coaches. He knew what he had coming forward to a point. And he says, well, you know, this may be the year I need to change my offense. If we're going to change the offense, we got these this group of kids coming up. And the JV team was undefeated last year, so they have got some good athletes. So, okay, now we're starting to get some, okay, let's change this offense up, and uh, we're going to come out looking like a whole different Greenwood team. And uh, <laughs> offen- on, on the offensive side of the ball, the defense is going to still be Greenwood. We're going to come after you. We're going to take your head off. Yeah. And and they proved that Thursday night. And um, the scoring, you've got it on there, how they did it. <laughs> you can the, read defense, the defense got like two points for every tackle for loss or yep. sack. and this and that and the other, and it ended up being a one-point game. 40-41. Yeah. So, the defense might have played pretty well. <laughs> we're not going. We're not just going to say this is just going to be an offensive juggernaut yeah. down the road. But the other uh, thing is, is Adams Dean, the offensive coordinator for Greenwood. How big a smile does he have? You saw it all week yeah. during the practices. Um, and you guys were down there when he was there for the spring game. I can only imagine he had that that Chester cat smile just beaming ear to ear. Even when we we didn't, I didn't actually walk on the field with Willie, but I was right there at the railing right there, and just you could see him just the the jubilation they all had. The other coaches that coach offense with him, they're they're excited this year. They're revamped. I'm gonna tell you the one thing I was stunned by in this game was the hitting. Oh, they didn't take they, – just they, because they no, we were on the same team. Oh, yeah, they were, oh you <laughs> might be my best friend, but I'm going to come take your head off. You I, love, I love the fact that Mike Holloway – I'm going to keep calling him out, but he hit one of his buddies on the sidelines. And, line, you know, Coach Liner looks at him like, what was that about? And he did like that. And Liner just looked at him and said, don't do that. Don't run your mouth. <laughs> So, I mean, I was just stunned for a spring game that you, they hit each other the way to do. I'm, I'm telling you, there were yeah, three hits that good licks, almost right. took helmets off. 
So I, I'm excited, man. Those kids are ready. That's why we joked around with Jim about the fact that we've talked about it on here about the college having a spring game where you could have a different opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, and stands right the only way I think you can accomplish that is if you do a Saturday spring yeah. game. And I might could get a Buford who with a, with a guy like you know Coach Lybrand is from Greenwood. Coach Liner's good friends with him. Uh, work something out like that. But I was just, the hitting just was incredible. And wouldn't that be a great it would spring game to where um, now maybe not so much for Buford coming to Greenwood, South Carolina, but for Greenwood to go to Buford down on the coast, you know, for a Saturday game, maybe you take the guys down early Saturday morning and play the game later in the afternoon, like a four o'clock game or something. Uh, a, a treat to end the spring game. The the, the the spring practices that that would be just a, a neat deal, and we're gonna keep talking it up, and we're gonna keep talking it up. With, <laughs> I love with you, Buford because of Coach LeBrand down there, and hopefully that uh, we can make this happen in the future. Coach LeBrand, the only thing he needs is a, yeah, is a well, ties down there, but yeah. you won your championship. But you know, Stan, I don't know if you remember Tom. I don't know if you were you were probably. Do you remember when Greenwood went down for it was like it's it, it was a jamboree was what it was but in Charleston they had the three day ramble it starts yeah. on Friday Saturday and Sunday and it's just you bring team Northwestern went uh, Rock Hill was pretty good back then South Point wasn't even around yet and and we went down and like I said that was three days in Charleston area that you just live it up and your players get to see a different environment. Um, Instead of like going to your summer camps at, at wherever you go, and I, I like that concept, but you know, I, it's just right now it's just too hard the way that we 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 have certain situations that have happened. And so, but I I, I love the concept, like you say, a, a Saturday spring game or a Saturday Sunday spring game or something, and you have a bunch of teams come in from where. But the only way that we work with a Beaver thing is if we did a spring game here and they did a spring game there in the next right. year, and we agreed to it, like we would play a home and home, and I could open up a home and home. Yeah. With a team like a Buford. And, uh, you know, I think Coach Lauber would love it because, like I said, he's a Greenwood boy and he's got a pretty dang good, good team down there. Well, we all know Chris isn't afraid to play anybody. Oh, no. And anywhere. Uh, we we got to make we, this year coming yeah, up. Yeah, we, we talked about that when we put out the Greenwood high schedule for this year. I mean, um, if it's not the toughest schedule in the, in the state, I want to see who's this. <laughs> if it's not considered the toughest schedule in the state, it's uh, – I mean, the non-region part of it is just going to be brutal. And you're coming in with, and here again, a total new offense. And and the schedule that we have to play, holy cow. I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, I, I would much rather have a schedule like this than I would where you play Cupcake, cupcake Bill. Cupcake, right. Um, I, I think it's interesting because it, it almost mirrors a 5A schedule. We're four, but I mean, almost mirrors like that five A schedule that you have out there. Um, but I, like I said, I, we're just excited to get back. You weren't able to be up there. You were with us in spirit at the Taj, um, and Jim still enjoyed it because he was on the other side of glass from me. But see, I gave him the credit. I said, "Man, you started this, man. You and Tom Carroll started this before I came on board, man." I said, "So you, anytime you want to come back." Join, I don't mind. He said, no, I got PA to do. So, I think he enjoys his PA duties. But uh, all in all, really – and I, like I said again, I'm going to reiterate, the crowd for that spring game was good because the weather was not 100% sure what we were going to have. It was wet on the field. And like I said, luckily no injuries that I know about no, no, from that. I saw. We didn't see a whole lot of things going on. And, I mean, like I said, but there was some hitting in that game, and I was just stunned by that. I mean, you don't see that in college. So they let him go at it and coach. That's the way you get better. <laughs> I think it's still funny. This, 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 was, this, was, this was not a college spring game. Let's no. just, let's, <laughs> it was not a college spring game. Uh, there were no different colored jerseys. And if you got within three foot of somebody to whistle blow, no. You got within three foot, you better get within three inches and be making a And tackle. I'm telling you, like, you saw some of the runs right there on that line. Mm-hmm. If, they, if there was a hit that could be made, it was made. Yeah. They it it was a spring game, but they didn't care. I mean, they yeah. just lowered the boom and knocked him out of bounds. I mean, had a couple flags there. There were a couple on the yeah, other side yeah, that were, yeah. were difficult. But and that was another situation. We had a, we had an official up there with us in the, in the booth with us too. So I told him I was like, we, we might try to work that out. He said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him get you like Mike Ferrer for NXL, but. Um, you missed a pretty good game. You got to go back and watch it. And everybody can go back and watch that spring game on GHS at 
where's it at that you can watch it? It's on YouTube. YouTube? Where okay. I think they've got it. So, and if you missed it, go back and watch it. And if you were at the game and you don't want to see it again, they got the highlights up. So, you yeah. can check every highlight out, the long runs, and, and um, just a good time. And this football season, boys, is ready to go. I'm looking forward to calling these names come uh, <laughs> August when it rolls around and we get the official roster that is here. But just think of all these young men that we're going to have opportunities to call their name next year that are going to be the next big stars, not only for Greenwood, but we'll get to uh, make mention and talk with Tad DeBose over at Emerald. We'll get to talk with yeah. Coach Nichols at Abbeville. Uh, Coach Bennett's over at 96 now. I can't wait to get up with him, find out a little bit more about his team. Um, got a brand-new coach over at uh, Ware Shoals we'll get to talk with, and we're still waiting to find out uh, right now as far as uh, Greenwood Christian goes, they're uh, hiring within. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, and we we'll still got Dixie with Vic. Yeah. Retire yeah, Vic. We'll have a, we got two openings right now still in the Lakelands, and that being Greenwood Christian and Dixie. So, And McCormick's uh, got a new coach, so hopefully you get Coach Collier on after that, that little situation ends. But uh, We're going to have to have a whole week of nothing time. but new coaches interviews. That's that's a, that's a, we'll talk about it Thursday, I'm pretty sure, because that's the day my man loves to do my show on Thursday. So, um, While you were going, though, I, you know, we were sitting there, and you just podcast works so weird. You're sitting in there, and you're talking to the athletic director, and I decided to blue, man. You know anybody coaching soccer? And I pointed straight to the coach right there, and, and uh, evidently Coach Sarr stepped away for a little bit, and they are actively looking for a soccer coach at Greenwood High School. And Sparky yeah. said that on the podcast. I was like, yeah. "Bam!" He gave us a boom play right there. So, Stan, get your get your fun, get your credits oh. up to where they need to be, and get back in it. Because I nominated him, by the way. So. Yeah, he did nominate him. <laughs> You know, Notice he hasn't me. said no, though. He hasn't. He has not. He's thinking. So, I haven't said <laughs> He's no. He's thinking. But the, uh, the flip side of that is I haven't said yes yet either. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, my, my, my signing bonus might be, have to be a little bit more than what coaches willing to pay. <laughs> I don't know. I think right now things are pretty good at Greenwood, and I think you know, oh, finan- yeah, finan- that, finances but, are pretty good and, right now. So, And he'll find a coach, there's mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, he's – He's probably you already look, had four calls. Well, you look at you look at the coaching hires that he's made just since he's been there, and uh, it's tremendous. So, and that's where we started the whole the, the whole, whole interview with him yeah. was with that. Um, a lot of the credit you don't you know nobody wants to just do a podcast and everybody's just like massaging your shoulders. You're doing a wonderful job, this and that and the other. But he's done it. His his coaching hires have been off the okay. chain. And there's no way around it but telling him that. So, I mean, he, he appreciated it. He said, but we got work to do, and I love that attitude. We're, it's never good enough. And uh, there's going to be, like I said, our podcast the next, what, couple months is going to be interesting because we're going to be talking football. We're going to have some other stuff. We hope we can get lined up and <laughs> let you know about some stuff around the area, man. Yeah, but I Chris, can't wait but to Chris, find out. Chris did start the interview off with, with Hudson with, I don't want your job. <laughs> you could not give me your job. I, I, I look. Yeah. I, I, I would love his job. That would yeah. be so much fun to me. And he loves it. I mean, yeah. he yeah. he eats. Yeah. What did he start with me at? He's like, yeah, I've been running around like a chicken. He yeah. went to North Augusta River Course for the for the golf championship. Then he's back and forth with the baseball, which it was right, you know, pretty close. And back to Greenwood Lawrence. Um, and he just loved the fact that I was at Caroline Tavern in Beaufort, and we figured a way to go from my tablet with YouTube and put it on the TV, so a bunch of money in Beaufort at Caroline Tavern got to watch it. Uh, it was a loss nonetheless, but anyway, them guys played their hearts out, and they were honored at spring game. I thought that was a pretty yeah. cool deal that they brought. Well, them all the spring sports that had yeah. advanced into the playoffs was were honored. Yeah. I mean, it right. was the, the the softball team, the track team, I mean, the golf team. I mean, everybody was. And we tried to get Coach Wynn on, but he was running around. He was they doing had something. They had something going on. Career day. Career he day was getting everything lined up for that. He was kind of in charge with that. So. But, you know, there was Coach of the Years that were – I mean, a Coach of uh, Baseball, Coach Baker and yep. Coach Montgomery for the softball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably Wit for golf, golf, more than likely, yeah. um, were named this past week. So, like I said, everything Lakeland's rolling good, and especially if it says Greenwood High School on it. Um, and, like I said, you start with the leader of the man, the leader of the group, so to speak, and that is the ADs, you know, Mr. Sparky Hudson. And uh, I put another cast in there for Stan Spivey if he wants to be an assistant no. or something. He's already looking <laughs> like he don't want to be the head coach. So. <laughs> but um, like I said, it's good to have you back, Tom Carroll. Uh, Jim did a good job, and 
And uh, our main concern was getting you there and back safely because we knew you were moving <laughs> and you had furniture and you had your grandkids and your children. So that's always when you take it, an excursion like that, like I said, prayer is all you can do for that situation. And I, I was, I told Stan, I said, well, maybe when he gets back, he'll call us to come help. <laughs> and uh, he snuck back into town. Yeah. Because I texted him Thursday. I said, man, did you see the end of the first round? He's like, barely. And then he said, oh, I got back in. <laughs> So he he, he was trying to sneak around. <laughs> I needed I needed a couple of days to yeah, just. Poor Jim Seal thought he was about to do another two weeks of podcast with us. So. Well, it's like I told you, I'll be happy to run tech anytime. Oh no, <laughs> Jim, Jim will be the first one to come back and tell you no. Uh, he, he, he don't. We uh, saw what uh, Jim Steele's got on his plate when we went to the load, yeah. Russell Center over there, and what what he does over there, and it's I hadn't been in that building in forever. And to see what they had going on over there with the internships that are going with the businesses here in town uh, was phenomenal. And that was the first, that was like my first eye opening for, for something like that in this area is to see that they, I went through it when I was, you know, co oping and stuff also when I did UPS and a couple other things. But to see it still go on, was, it was amazing. And appreciate Jim letting us do it. It was a cool and, place to do well, it. Well, that and, and too, what a lot of people don't realize, Jim's. A parent. He's he had. Is. He's on his third child going through Greenwood High. He played at Greenwood High. Um, he's a Greenwood High guy. But here he is out at the career center, and he comes to the Greenwood High spring game with a wear shows Hornet shirt on. <laughs> you know, he's got. And a Raleigh Massimino sport coat. And he's got. <laughs> Blue. A, He's got a 96 helmet, a Warshaw's helmet, a Greenwood helmet, an Emerald helmet, all in his office. Is that Dixie? Because yeah, he had all these schools that come to the Career Center from District 50. You know, 51, he, can't, 52. he can't show partiality. So he, you know, yeah, I can wear my Greenwood high shirt on Monday, but I better be wearing something else on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm going to get run out of this building. Stan called him so, Nick Saban, so I don't know how he took that. But he had the jacket yeah, on yeah, just like he Nick. Did, yeah, <laughs> It was a tweed, uh, poly, or not tweed. But he said he had a, a function that he had just come from. So yeah. we, we, He's a we busy cut man. him up by. He's a busy man. Well, I appreciate him filling in. And hopefully uh, if, if that opportunity comes again, we'll, we'll give it another shot here and see I don't know happens. if he wants to. Me and Chris got into a few <laughs> rabbit holes. We could, and he I, hey, he I completely understand. <laughs> He's probably sitting there going, how do I get, get out of there? You're not getting yeah. out until we come in out. Yeah. <laughs> Stan and I, we have I our ways out of these. All right, speaking of which. All right. I want to also say congratulations to Faith Harvey. Um, Faith went ahead and she signed to play volleyball at the next level. Uh, she's going to be at the junior college, USC, uh, Salcahatchee. Salcahatchee. Um, that's down there in Allendale uh, as well. I've passed it several times that is down there, but she enjoys that. She's played several other sports as well uh, during her time uh, with the Cougars over at Cambridge. But uh, congrats to her on signing her letter of intent to go ahead and play at the next level volleyball-wise. We've got a lot of folks volleyball-wise that are, uh, what, over the last three months that have signed to play at the next level. We've got a good bit of Cambridge stuff that I shared this past, the last two weeks or so like graduation and then like you say signings um and it's good to see anytime you got local kids that are signing somewhere i mean you got to that that's your priority because that's who you're promoting is, is the lakeland's people are the players and um cambridge did well let's just let's say what it was they did well uh just getting back into sports so to speak They've been doing it interimly for a while, but it's right there on uh, uh, Charter School Row. It <laughs> is. Look at it that goes through there and competing with those other two. Uh, that's a tough task. All right, uh, Dixie softball. Their season comes to an end, and boy, what a season for uh, uh, Samantha Ferguson's uh, uh, Dixie Hornets! Is is I mean, she has put together great. Well, she played on great teams, but she's she put did. together great teams to go along with it. So she knows what they're supposed to look like. And doggone it, if this one wasn't one of those that goes all the way to the upper state finals, um, unfortunately it came to an end against Louisville, but it was a 2 to nothing loss. Yeah. You know, this is a team. Louisville has been blowing people Some out. Some all team. Big time. 15, 17, 18, 20, 22 points uh, a run scored uh, for this Louisville team, but they only got two uh, against Dixie, and large part Sarah Owens is the reason why. You know, um, for Louisville, she had, uh, as what Coach Ferguson had to say was, you know, speed. She had the speed on the pitches, and that's hard to hit. 
And the other thing was, when you look at it, consecutive hits, that was hard yeah. to come by. Yep. You know, and that's the only reason that Louisville got two runs is because they had consecutive hits. That pitcher, they had a pretty good pitcher on the mound, too. Yeah. That had a lot to do with it. Um, but like I said, I, just think about what was it? A month or two ago, we were talking about this was not the Dixie team that we were used to seeing. And because of uh, being a young team, yep. they sat right around the 500 mark, I think, and then they turned around and you play for the state. That's how you turn a season around. So Coach Ferguson did her job, and uh, I'm sure she's waiting until next year because she's going to got – those girls got some experience, the younger players that played for her. Well, when um, you're starting pitchers in eighth yeah, grade. Yeah, I was going to say, when you got eighth graders <laughs> playing. And, and, you, and you reach that far in the playoffs. And so you know you got some talent coming back, uh, a lot like Greenwood. Greenwood's going to lose a few people, but they've got a lot coming back. Uh, it's, it just shows the, the total program and, and how they just – they don't have to – they just reload. I think you yeah. talk about pedigree. Next man up. The word we're using is pedigree. Liner comes back to Greenwood. Yeah. She's a Dixie girl girl yeah. herself. And they're the ones that are they're, – they're putting the same thing that they played with. They're putting the same instillment back into the girls and guys that they're coaching because they, they've been a part of it. I think that's one of the main things that makes an alumni – that special of a hire yeah. because it means more to him and her in that situation. And we're still waiting on Stan Line to interview up with her now, so she might have a little yeah. bit of time off. Um, we'll <laughs> well, she's got to get over that. And I will say, and Sam, I, I'm going to call you out on this one. Oh, no, uh, don't call her out. We want to yeah, interview. Well, <laughs> she broke her ankle. Oh, and, that's right. And, and at the uh, – At the softball tournament? No, no I, I this was at a friend's wedding, but uh, – <laughs> She coached without a boot on her foot. All and, right. And I, I'm like, Sam, you got to take care of yourself. You know, put that boot. You can still go out there and talk to that pitcher with that boot on you, but she was not going to do it. She wasn't going to do it. That's but, the athlete still there. Yeah. <laughs> like a phenomenal year because, like I said, yeah. we, we were talking about this. It was unusual for Dixie to be – in that situation, midway through the season, and they they turned it around, and it was like night and day after Got they did. the adversity. They that's did, the and that's the key, and I think that's what's going to make her a really good softball coach up at Dixie. Well, they graduated five seniors: uh, Ashton Crocker, Mary Bleth, Jax, also Ada Smith. Um, what, who am I missing? Haley Hill and um, Cox. Maddie. Maddie Cox. Maddie. Yeah. Uh, are the ones that are out there, but still coming back. You got two really good pitchers. Um, uh, Mackenzie McElrath is going to be back uh, along with uh, uh, a couple of eighth graders to go along with that. I, can, I find it hard to believe they started five seniors, one junior, <laughs> and two eighth graders. Yep. Yeah. Where's where sophomores and, at? <laughs> Where's well, the freshmen well, at? Well, this, this, well uh, uh, and this, we probably should have mentioned this a long time ago when we. I don't know. I, I think we just go dumb to things at times. You know, these kids that are especially the ones that are graduating this year, uh, a, a big congratulations to them. You made it through high school, but you not only did you make it through high school, you made it through a COVID high school season. And unlike the college athletes who – the NCAA says, well, we'll give you another year, so now you've got six years to complete five. High school, you miss your sophomore year. You miss it. Yeah. There's no, when you graduate, there's no, well, we, you still got another year. You can come back and play. Uh, there's none of that. So you you, Four years is four years. That's yeah, a good I point. Mean, and, and, That's you, a good point. And, they, and these kids, not only did they go through the COVID with having to be out of school and doing a lot of stuff online and all. But they did not, especially the spring sports that Greenwood excelled in this year, or the Lakeland's teams excelled in. You know, two years ago, there were no spring sports. And these kids, you know, they didn't get the extra coaching. <laughs> they didn't get the coaching. They, You know, they wasn't with their teammates and uh, friends and whatnot. And, and for them to come back, you know, here a year, two years later, and as seniors, you know, being the leaders that they needed to be, it just speaks volumes for the type of athletes that we have here in the Lakelands. I totally agree with that. I, you know, that's an aspect I haven't even thought about. I, me and poor Tom Carroll over at Sunday 103.5 doing a sports show, and there's no sports going on. 
because yeah. we're in COVID. Yeah. We're talking Star Wars. I learned a lot <laughs> <laughs> about Star Wars as a team, but um, that that's that a good point. That lasted two hours. Yeah. That's a, yeah, well, yeah, it did. Yeah. We had Austin Landers with us. Uh, we made it fun. By the way, Austin uh, tried to be a uh, stunt driver the other day. We yeah, were that. glad to see that he's all right and wish him the best. I like this his recovery. public service announcement to change your back tire. Don't ride with a donut. <laughs> so, um, anyway, yeah, we're just glad he's okay. And like I said, he, he'll hopefully he'll be here in a little bit. And uh, We'll get to see him. We'll see. All right, we're at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. I'm going to save the track stuff until I've got everybody. I've got Emerald. Um, and some of the highlights that are there, but I'm going to save that till Thursday. So we'll run That's down fine. that Thursday as far as the track yeah. as they finished up last week. So with, with that being said, um, but, you know, Coach Payne has done a wonderful job over at Emerald, and, and he's one of the best track coaches. Uh, Coach Norman, of course, uh, took over program this year, his first year, and has done phenomenal. So we want to make sure we highlight everybody. Um, 96, Abbeville as well, did well in, at track this weekend. So I want to make sure we get everybody in there, and, and we'll save that until uh, Thursday's podcast to go along with that. However, I do want to make mention that Emerald is excited to announce they've got two new cheer coaches that are on the Viking staff that is out there. So Coach Height uh, has gone ahead and He's uh, welcoming Coach Carson Wright. Um, she grew up dancing and, and uh, what, about 18 years of dance she ended up taking. She was a cheerleader at Southside Middle School for two years, was a captain of the football squad. Uh, she attended Emerald High School where she uh, uh, was a member of the dance team there for four years, served as captain for two, graduated from Emerald in 07, went on to Clemson and graduated in 2010. Um, so she did that in three years. A rally cat. Yeah. Yep. Um, also lives in Greenwood with her husband and her two children. We want to welcome her as well. And then uh, her assistant coach, Katie Kellum has a lot of experience in competitive cheerleading. Uh, she's been a sideline cheerleader for six years. She has 12 years of experience uh, overall in competitive cheer. Uh, so you could see Emerald Cheer now getting ready to take it to that next level. Yep. That's going to end up going there. We'll, you know, They may challenge the Rally Cats. They may. And, they, they may. and this is a state championship can be won with that. Now. You're right. We can't forget this is these are athletes. So, but she's from, uh, Coach Kellum is from Greenwood High. She uh, cheered there all four of her years that were there, contributed to the growth of that, uh, this program and that program, and we welcome both of them back into the Lakelands as well. So awesome. Good, good job. Congratulations, yeah, Good news. All right, well, let's turn our attention now towards uh, the big boys and what's going on in and around the world of college. Uh, I'm going to start with Erskine because they had four named to the NCBWA All-Southeast Region team that is up there. Dale Francis, Jr., who uh, hails from Fort Pierce, Florida. He's a sophomore first baseman. He was nominated from uh, Matthews, North Carolina. You look at Johnny Hemmel, ends up making the first team. Um Junior Christian Rivera, what can I tell you about his bat? It's just been phenomenal all year long, uh, what he was able to do. And then you got to also look at Ashby uh, Smith, also nominated to the first team. He's from Gaffney, uh, and he led the fleet with se what, 74 hits, yeah. 24 doubles, 30, 63 RBIs, and a total of 131 bases. And Mr. Smith's bat was pretty Pretty prominent high. this year, yeah, he high. was pretty hot. But to have four nominated for the first team out of one school, that's phenomenal. While you're talking about them, you know, you see there's a team that, that lost to both of these, Lander and Erskine I put on our page last night, it's Belmont Abney. Mm -hmm. They've advanced. But both lost to Emerald and – I mean, excuse me, Erskine and Lander, and Lander. Uh, in the weekends they were here. Uh, so that, I had to throw that out there, just not as a pun at, at Belmont Abney because they are there. But they're going to be playing Mount Olive, which is another team that we that, – Erskine and and Lander know pretty well. So, uh, but like I said, that, to get nominated to that to that team is pretty good. And I think Lander did theirs. You got didn't Lander? Um, I can check Lander. I I know that. I, uh, I thought you got. Yeah, I thought, it may not have come out yet either. I haven't seen it. But uh, Linus Johnson, I do know, has been named to the Ping Southeast All Region team out of Lander. So, uh, congrats to him. That was announced by the Golf Coaches Association of America last Thursday afternoon. So Saw that one. And that kid's a player. Let's just say it like that. He's a player. Yeah. So, congrats to him. And then uh, when we look at baseball, well, let's start with softball. Because ladies softball, yeah. uh, start with the Gamecocks because they went down and they took on Florida State and they challenged Florida State. I mean, two yep. – it was one – what each had a game apiece going into that third game. And then that third game was just uh, – <laughs> can you say intense? 
would be an heartbreaking, but would be an understatement as how intense it was. It, you know, I've never been one that's been the big softball guy, but I'm gonna tell you, I really enjoyed it this year. And I'm gonna go on the record and say I think that who who beat the Gamecocks is gonna be one of the top four teams in where they play Norman. Where they do, they don't do Omaha. They do where. It's in Oklahoma somewhere, but I'm trying. To I think I think Florida State will be OKC. one of your four teams. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, phenomenal uh, from Donnie. You know, go born yeah. pitching and to to the rest of that team as far as hitting the ball. Um, Bev Smith got them back to where they wanted to be, and that, that's something that's changed. Cause the last couple of years haven't really been what she's wanted, and this team came together midway through the season. And they turned around, and, and they played really good softball. And, you know, you can't come out of Tallahassee and be upset with the way you played. I mean, you just didn't advance. But, like I said, don't be stunned if you don't see this team with that championship at the end of the year. They're that good at Florida State. We'll see how they do against Oklahoma. Of course, the uh, well, Lady that, Tigers are going to get a firsthand experience against Oklahoma coming up here in this next round. They ended up uh, winning the series against Auburn. Um, in the game that, of all things, when uh, Cagle was pitching, they ended up losing. But they ended up winning the bookends. That's, and that's all that matters. Yeah. And I like Stanbro for a good point. I'm going to let him bring it up now. Um, what we talked about about Oklahoma. Well, well, you know, a lot of a lot of the Clemson fans are, and, and I can understand it to a point, are kind of upset with uh, the seeding, I guess you would say, and, and uh, where Clemson's going to have to go for a super regional Um they won their regional, and uh, now they've got to go to Norman, Oklahoma to play a super regional with the number one team in the nation, Oklahoma. Well, you know, I don't care where you play the number one team. It, whether you play them in the Supers or you make it to the College World Series, you're going to have to play them. Why not just go ahead and beat them twice at home and be done with it? Knock it out. You know, you, can't uh, do it. Uh, you know. Uh, let them have their tears of sorrow and turning in their jerseys, and you sending yours to the laundromat to be washed because you're going to the you're going to the World Series. Uh, you can't. Uh, I think part of it of uh, of the seating. Of course, it's all committees, and you know, matrix committees. Who, who gets it right and who gets it wrong, and. Uh, I think there is something to be said for teams that, like a Georgia or Florida State or Florida, that maybe get a little higher seeding than Clemson because of the tradition that the program's had. We've got to remember that this Clemson pro- program hadn't been around for, what, four years? Four or five, yeah. Five, you know. Uh, yeah, you've got a, a generational player in Cagle, but uh, – you still don't have that tradition yet that that might kind of tip that one committee member to say, yeah, they deserve to be better. And then you look at what they did at the end of the season. I think they finished the regular season. And the last six games were like three and three. So that's 500. Okay, that's okay. But then you go to the ACC tournament, and you get no hit by Duke. Well, in the championship in game. In the championship game, uh, still – you got no hit in the championship game. It it helps you that you made it to the state to the championship game, but then to get beat like that where you don't even get hits. Well, uh, you know, we felt it yesterday. Remember, what number two team in the nation or something? Yeah, I mean, so you know, I mean, there's a lot of things you can look at. Yeah. Uh, whether they got it right or wrong, you still gonna have to play these people. It don't matter whether you play them in a super regional or you wait till you get. To the World Series, you going at some point in time. You're gonna see Oklahoma if you're gonna win a national championship. So, let's just go ahead, see them, beat them, get it done. Get with, it done. Well, put it, put it in your back pocket and yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. And what I like is, we saw a lot of errors that happened in the uh, towards the end of the ACC right. tournament, yeah. as well as the first two Auburn games. We saw a lot of errors. They no errors in that last game against Auburn. That's well, going to help, I and, think, going and, into Oklahoma. And if we go back and look at it, and Clemson being a young team, and let's just say they're a young team compared to the programs that are there. Yeah. Um, they've been to regionals before and super regionals where you run into elite pitching, and they've had a problem hitting elite pitching. And, you know, have they gotten over that hump yet? Uh, against Auburn, one game, eh, 
you know, second game they beat. But it's still, you know, you're going to have to hit elite pitching. And you better be ready to hit it. And I don't know if they still quite to that over that hump yet, but they, they're hitting it better. And this regional proved it. I mean, they scored, what, 17 runs in the first game? Now, that might not have been against an elite pitcher. I mean, you're playing a UNCG that, you know, who knows. But <laughs> I poise the question Auburn, to you Auburn has a, an elite pitching staff, and you were able to win uh, there. So, you know, you got to think your chances are pretty good moving forward. Two months ago, I posed the question to both of you all, and we were going to compare – both baseball and softball teams. And I told you, at the end of the year, who would have the better year? Would it be the women's softball team or the men's baseball team? Um, we don't know yet at Clemson. We have no clue. <laughs> I think Carolina may, you know, doing what they've done. We got work to do in, in baseball ourselves. We yeah. do have work to do. Um, but all in all, I, I would almost go ahead and tell you that softball kind of took that push where they wanted to be and got themselves on the map over the baseball team who's had to love. And the thing that you said, Stan, that just really gets to me, it really shouldn't matter about program traditions when you make tournaments and seedings. It should. It should have nothing to do with it. It should. Um, and to me, it should be done the other way. You should take a team that's brand new starting out and say, hey, you're going to get a break here. Um, but it, it didn't. Yeah, but you, there was two upsets yesterday. I don't know if you yeah. saw UCLA. Yeah, UCLA lost got beaten. They were number four in the nation. They were. Man, I saw Tom Brady going out yeah. to watch that game. He should have stayed at home. But, but, um, but, you know, this goes back, and I think a lot of the Clemson people are upset with the NCAA. And this goes all the way back to the basketball, when they didn't get a nod for the basketball uh, NCAA tournament. Instead, they went to the NIT. A lot of people felt like they were slighted there. But, you know, hindsight's always 50-50. Yeah, but if you go back and look at the basketball now, the committee got it right. Because here you are, Clemson, and you hosted uh, – Morehead State or somebody, and they got beat in the first round. So, you know, I, you know, just go to Oklahoma and and win the ball games. That's the key That's thing. That's all you got to do. That's all you've Coach Ribbon saying. Got, you've got the talent to do it. Just go do it. I saw Coach yeah. Ridman telling those girls, "Let's go out there and win that game and let's get it over." Yeah. With. It's funny we're talking about committees now, and then what in two or three years football is going to change to so what they're going to do. Can you imagine the chaos yeah. that will be? Call it Christmas yeah. if you want. but Yeah, the 12-team <laughs> playoff yeah. situation. Um, all in all, like it's a great year for, for Coach Ripman and those girls up at yeah. Clemson. And, and, and in Columbia, Bev Smith yeah. turned it around. And like I said, that was what we wanted to see. Yeah. You know, we, we haven't had softball in Columbia that been that great. And then Clemson just started a program out, and they played phenomenal. So. You know, I was I was sitting here looking. I wanted to know exactly what kind of competition Oklahoma had ended up playing, yeah. um, as far as the top twenty five teams that they ended up playing, and and they 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 played some pretty good ones. I mean, they took on UCLA. They ended up playing Stanford um, within their region or within their conference, I should say. Uh, they got Oklahoma State that was there, Baylor, um, who's number eighteen, and then uh, I think that was it. Uh, they probably play Texas as, as too, that. probably. Yeah. But Oklahoma yeah, State, too, I mean, right. that's yeah. crazy. I mean, so they 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 played the competition that Clemson has played as well, but yeah. they've played it and they've performed better yeah. over the course. So the young team versus an experienced team right. with a rich tradition, yeah. uh, it's going to favor Oklahoma. But you know, I'm I'm for the underdog. I, I yeah. want to see the Tigers go in well, there. Game one I, will be I, key. Yeah. Well, game I, one will be key. Well, and I don't look for it to be a a ten run rule game. You know, with, if Clemson goes out there and plays Clemson softball, like we have seen them play, this will be a nip and tuck game for seven minutes. And uh, take your bats with you and, and let Oklahoma know that you didn't come out here just to be a pansy to somebody to practice with. Oklahoma's <laughs> been dominant team in softball for years. years. I've seen Alabama go out there recently, and I've seen Florida State go in there and beat them out there. And what they did that propelled them to win that national championship when they beat them. Uh, that that's all. Is, it, the script's already been written. Just Coach Ripman, take your girls out to to yep. Norman and follow that follow script, and you win your yeah. national championship at Clemson. Yeah. Then you get what you deserve. Yeah. Now you're that program everybody's yeah. talking about. Yeah. So. All right, and we'll start uh, also with the men's baseball team has done very well. Now they get to go into the ACC tournament uh, coming into this. Um, the way it looks uh, as of right now, uh, Clemson is going to be yeah, the third number, seed. I thought yeah. it was second. 
See, they're the third seed. Okay. So okay, you got okay. um, who? Virginia. Uh, Wake Forest should be. Yeah, one. Wake Forest is Wake one. Forest Virginia's one. two. Uh, yeah. Clemson's three. Miami four. So as far as the polls go, Clemson pretty favorably in Pool C. They got number six Boston College taking on number ten Virginia Tech. That is there, and that looks favorable. So they're going to start with Virginia Tech, if I'm not mistaken, tomorrow night. Is that right? Yeah, they they got the. Is it? No, yeah, no, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday night, seven o'clock. They got the night clap. Carolina plays Tuesday. Yeah, because they go in as a number six seed, so they'll get the like the ten o'clock Tuesday morning. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, uh, do you like that as a coach? Would you want to play early and? So I'd want to say, or do you want to wait till five, six o'clock that evening to play? I want. I want to wait till my fans can get there. Yeah. If I'm playing, if I see, if I'm Carolina right now and I'm on Kingston, I'm saying ten thirty. People are still eating breakfast at ten thirty. There's no way we're going to have the crowd that we're supposed to have out there. Well, well, and that brings up the point too. Um, why do all these conferences seem to have? their conference tournaments in one location year after year after year. Let's move them around. You know, the SEC goes to Hoover. How, how long have they been going to Hoover? You know, the ACC going to Durham. Hey, well, they were, what, what's wrong with, with playing one in Charlotte? They were at Fleur one know? year. They played it one year at Fleur, didn't they? They did. Um, I, here's my thing about Gamecock baseball. Even with Ray Tanner there, we never worried about an, uh, an SEC tournament ever. No. Never this have. year is a totally different beast. Yeah. You better worry about it or you don't have to worry about it. Just leave it like it is. I mean, they got to get in there and play. And to me, they get the tougher of the draws. It's a Georgia team that we just do not physically play that well against. And I know we played them during the during yeah. your daughter's wedding. And we, we were tr- – he was trying to do a wedding and catch our phones and tablets. <laughs> so we, we were hiding everything we could electronically. But uh, even Gary was down there keeping up with the scores with his ear, ear wig yeah. on. But – um, we got to play, and we haven't shown up in Hoover I, since I can remember. Yeah, it's been a while. It's just like we just go down there, and it's just we're going to play three, two, three games and come home. You can't do that this year. You got to figure a way to beat Georgia and advance to that next game, and you just got to keep fighting. You're basically in the loser's bracket from the get go, and you that's the that's the mentality you got to have that it's do or die. Every game is do or die now. And then eventually you may die at the end, but at least you got to show. Because if you show, that'll help you cause at the end of the year. And that's what we're going to need to help. Yeah. Well, and, and, and going back to Clemson, Clemson's on this little bit of a win streak right now. So, you know, can they keep that going through they're the healthy tournament? They're healthy, too. That yeah, helps. and they're healthy. Can you and, – and here again, it's much like the softball team. You're going to have to beat the number one team in the nation in Wake Forest. I mean, to, to win, win the ACC. Yeah. They played well. You, you, played you know, well. you're going to have to do it. So, um, go do it. Keep that win streak going. Get Keep it going. Be and, right. and then you're guaranteeing yourself a spot is at there, home. Is there a hotter baseball team in college baseball than the Tigers? Hey, you not hear? right now. That man said not right now. <laughs> so, <Yep>. B-Red <laughs> said he would. So, they are. They are. Bryce is just on fire. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Amick's on fire. I mean, you, these are guys we didn't know who they were at the beginning of the year. Or I didn't. It took yeah. a while to gel. It yeah. took what, about four weeks? Well, that and plus they had some arm issues early. Mm-hmm. Uh, new coach coming in, new schemes, new kind of ways of doing things. Uh, but, uh, like you say, it all gelled about four weeks in and – once you set that pitching rotation for one, two, and three, then that takes a lot of pressure off the bullpen because then the bullpen guys know what their roles are. You know, I'm going to be the middle relief guy. I'm not – you know, there's no question. I'm not a starter. I'm the middle relief guy. No, you're and wrong. then I'm the closer. You know, that's, that's my role. And until you get those first three, four set – Everybody else is just kind of like a wonder, like, well, am I going to be starting Saturday or am I going to be mid-relief or I'm going to be a closer? But once you get that first three set, then you go, and then you know who your midweek starter's going to be. And that's where you go one, two, three, four, where your number four guy's going to be the guy that you're starting in your midweek games. And that's what I told you Eric Bakich would do. And but, he's done just and he's like that. But, but then that sets up your, your mid mid-relievers, and your closers. And um, once you get that set, that kind of helps jail the team. Everybody else, 
you know, your, your first base and second. But all those guys, they know who they're going to be. You knew who they were going to be. There might have been some competition, and it might have been close in the first, and you give them a few games to see who can perform in a game. But it all settled down. After about three, four weeks, it settles down, and you know what you got. And then all of a sudden, Clemson decides, hey, we're a pretty good baseball team, and they go on this little bit of a win streak here, and uh, they got to keep it going now. <laughs> now – in ACC, it used to be round robin. Have they changed that? It's still a pool system. Okay. Still a round yeah. robin system. Yeah. All right. So you know, it's basically going to come down to uh, pool A has got Wake Forest, Notre Dame, Pitt. Uh, pool B has Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Boston College, Virginia Tech, and Pool C. And then in D, you have Miami at number four, followed by Duke and North Carolina State. Um, the top two or the top the uh, whoever has the best record in that yeah. ends up going to the championship game or the semifinals, I guess you would call right. it, at that regard. Uh, if there is a tie, the higher seed ends up going uh, in that regard. So it, it's it kind of sort of is still around Robin in that yeah. regard. But uh, you're going to have two semifinal games, and then you have the championship game on Saturday and Sunday. The reason I asked B-Red that question, I, it was opposed on one of the ESPNs today. Is Clemson the highest team in the ACC? They are, but – that Miami Hurricanes team is right behind them, and they're coming fast. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting because you got three and four. Yeah. yeah. So. And then they could be playing for that semifinal because they'll be paired up there where you're probably going to see Wake Forest. And I don't know, Virginia. Virginia's been kind of off and on here the last couple of weeks. Um, Chameleons. Yeah, could Boston College <laughs> pull one off and, and get a, a – you know, get a good game in that regard, or not Boston College, North Carolina, get one over Virginia. We'll just have to see what happens. Um, looking at it, the big question is, and all the talking heads are talking about it for South Carolina, is can they play themselves out of hosting a regional Yeah. this time around? If they yeah. Is it just losing the one game, or is it losing that game and the first round of the loser's bracket? Well. Or they lose it. That's a tough one. I just say not showing up. Yeah. I mean, if you go there and you just – if you get goose egg that first game in the past with Carolina baseball, even with Tanner, yeah. they they shut, shut it down and they don't even want to go out and play that. They come back. Now, Tanner had a good argument. I, I, I can argue with him when he says, I don't care about SEC championships. I want a national championship. That's a little brass, you know, brass for me. But anyway – Got to have one to get the it, other. It worked. But, you, you know, he didn't have to have it. But what he did do, the year he went down there and went – Oh, for two. Yeah, he came back and they had three a day practices. <laughs> that that'll wake your team up. You well, know, I think uh, it, 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 it may not that that tournament may not have mean nothing to y'all, and I might have said it don't mean nothing to me, but you're still gonna go out there and play Carolina baseball. And that's and my problem with do it. it. That's my problem. If if you're not gonna save the money, yeah, just say you know what we'll just rest on our morals and or our laurels and who we played and who we beat and if we get selected into it, we'll do it. But I mean, we're still at a point now that we're still talking about the possibility of three teams in the state of South Carolina. Carolina play, hosting the hosting regionals. the regional, yeah, hosting Coastal, the regional. Clemson, yeah. and Carolina. and if all three of them win the regionals, how many super regionals do we get? I imagine we only get one. I would imagine only one. I'd like to see it. Yeah. I'd like to see what committee would do then, because that's when you're going to talk about a committee. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. can you imagine the, the 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 Tigers up there in the Gamecocks and even Coastal? Yeah. Uh, Gary Gilmore is not going to be a happy camper if you leave him out. Yeah. So I think it's an interesting concept, but I think Coastal's done what they've had to do. Clemson's yeah. done what they've had to do. It's now Kingston. It's yeah. time to step up. Yeah. I'm gonna put Gary it on Gilmore. him. It's time to step up. I'll agree. <laughs> All right, well, Clemson's going to take on uh, Virginia Tech 7 o'clock on Wednesday for the Gamecocks. Uh, they get Georgia, and that'll be coming up on Tuesday, correct? Tuesday morning, 1030. They kick game. off the SEC. That's a brunch game, man. That's brunch. That, that is a brunch game. Uh, <laughs> you know, single elimination game, too. Uh, they'll face number three, uh, LSU, on Wednesday morning, whoever the winner of those two ends up. I imagine there. that's an easy ticket to get to if you want to go to that game. I imagine even though it's an SEC game, I think it'd be an easy ticket to 1030 game. Well, and so, yeah. And so, if you really want to go see the game, cost play, that's your chance. You know, that doesn't make and, it. And it's not about a three hour, mm. about a three, three and a half hour ride. 
I found out there's not a whole lot in Hoover other than no, the school. Right. So uh, don't go down thinking you're going to Disney World. Either. You're close, but um, like I said, it's time to put up or shut up now in the Gamecocks, yep. and I think this is the time to do it. And if we don't do it, we don't do it. I mean, like I said, but I think, like you said, the Tigers and Coastal have done what they've had to do. Uh, now it's time for us to do it. That's all you can say about it. Let's go. Let's go get it. <laughs> all right. It has been fun. Glad to be yep. back with you, fellas. Welcome back. Glad buddy. to have you back. We're at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Thursday will be the twice-baked potato with a ribeye steak sandwich here at Howard's. They've got daily specials all day long. Bring your family. Bring your coworkers. Uh, enjoy not only the good food but the great hospitality uh, that uh, Amber and her staff here have as well, as we've enjoyed having them uh, all day today in the process. So come on by, see the good folks here, and enjoy some great eats, some great entertainment Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Number one local spot for live entertainment is right here at Howard's on Main. You can enjoy that as well. And uh, we're going to talk next week, or not next week, Thursday. We'll talk a lot of track. We'll find out what's going on, who's got what. We may even have an interview with a track coach or two. We'll I think that'd be good since I hadn't got him yet. Yep. So. <laughs> Stan, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. No problem. Chris, you do a great job as always. Oh, brother, you do it. All right, uh, Chris Cox, Tom Carroll, (laughs) that's Stan Spivey, and we are the Lakeland Sports Guys.